We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So let's move on to part two, Ryan, and we're going to kind of grade the position groups, and we're just going to kind of go through these, and and uh, we'll go offense and then defense. We'll go offense overall as a whole, then we'll go position by position, and then yep. defense as a whole, position by position. And just offensively, Ryan, we, we talked about this in the first part of the show. This is a, without a question, gap-closing class, and I'll be honest with you. Sure. Uh, could you convince me that maybe there's another class that's better? Sure, of course you can. I mean, there, there's really – but you – you're going to be you're going to have to do some convincing. I will take this offensive class and stack it up against just as a whole and stack it up against anybody in the country. Because what Notre Dame did in this class, Ryan, is kind of what we talked about. They hit home runs at the money positions. Quarterback, sure. wide receiver, left tackle, or offensive tackle. And then yep. I don't think running back is a money position, meaning like you don't have to have a great running back in today's game to be great but they're going to have the potential to have great running backs because of the way that they recruited, not even just last year with Jeremiah Love, who's a dude, but just looking at this year's class. If Notre, if Notre Dame's running back room was just terrible and it looked like it did in 2019 where you had like Tony Jones and Kyron Williams and then like, who was it? It was like Sebo Flemister and Jameer Smith. Like we went from that to this. But if this was a situation where, you know, there was a year where Cam McDaniel, love Cam McDaniel, great guy. He should never be your leading rusher. That's that's kind of where they were. And now you look at it now where it's like you're not just assuming that that one of Kedron Young or Aeneas Williams are going to be your number one or number two. Says a lot about where they are. This <laughs> is a great running back room. And, and um, I mean, I, again, I'll stack this offensive class up against anybody in the country right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Factor has been a great friend of the Driscoll household this month. Not only are we super busy with work and everything going on with Notre Dame football, we're also dealing with a house remodel. And even thinking about cooking stresses me out, which is why I'm so thankful we found Factor. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals that can be on your plate in minutes. It has literally saved me hours of prep, cooking, and cleaning time during an incredibly busy season for us. And their fresh but and never-frozen meals got delivered right to my doorstep, which also saved me plenty of shopping time. On top of that, the flavor is outstanding. Whether it's the chicken taco bowl I had for dinner last night or my personal favorite so far, which is a filet over a mushroom risotto, I'm eating healthy meals but not sacrificing flavor. Treat yourself to high-quality, delicious meals over the holiday. You can choose from over 35 chef-crafted meals that also support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, whether it's calorie smart, vegan, keto, protein plus, and more. Head to factormeals.com slash irish50 and use code irish50 to get 50% off today. That's code irish50 at factormeals.com slash irish50 to get 50% off. Definitely give it a try. We did, and we love it. Yeah. I mean, if I had to put a letter grade on it, I would give it an A, right? Because I, I think that A pluses are hard to achieve, right? Because that means that you are pretty much perfect across the board. There were a couple of players that I'll talk about when we get into a little bit of the, like, the, I do have question marks on, but sure. like for the most part, you're 100%. Like, you got one of the top quarterbacks in the 2024 class, a guy that can stack up against pretty much anyone. You got a deep running back room, obviously, of two guys. You got a three man class of wide receivers that are excellent. You hit a need a tight end with a good football player. You got a four-man class of offensive linemen with one guy that has a very high ceiling. I mean, yeah, this is an A class. It really mm -hmm. is because you just – not only did you hit your needs, you hit your needs with really, really impactful football players potentially on the next level, and you hit the, the marks when you talk about depth. The fact that we're sitting in a class where Logan Saldate might be the third wide receiver in the class, like – it's really good, yeah. man, where we're sitting in a, in yeah. a spot where Aeneas Williams might be the second-ranked running back in a class. That's very good, right? So Notre Dame got depth in this class offensively, and they hit their marks with high-impact players in key spots as well. Your weakness of this offensive class is a guy that you and I have already set on record, has arguably the best ball skills of any player in this class, regardless of position. And I mean, that's your weak spot. That's the lowest-graded position yeah. group for me in this class. And they got sure. a good football player. And Jack Larson, right? I mean, some like here's the thing: somebody's got to be last, right? When you're doing yeah. a ranking, somebody's got to be last. When you're doing a ranking, somebody's got to have the lowest or grade. Jeff, somebody's gonna have to have the lowest grade. And and when you, when you look at that, you're like, that's a good football player. <laughs> I mean, yeah. on national yeah. TV this year, he forces a, a fumble of a sack of a quarterback who's one of the highest ranked quarterbacks in the country, and Jaden Davis as a defensive end, kid's a good football player. 
Yeah. Uh, and that's your quote unquote, and I use that kind of in air quotes, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, uh, worst, you know, position group in this class, right? Because it's just by definition of it's the lowest. Uh, but you had a good football player. And, and here, but here's why, like when I talk about, when I say I'd stack it up, here's exactly what I'm talking about. Who are considered the three best teams in college football right now? And we see it in, we see it reflected in the in the in the rankings, right? If you look at like rivals rankings for this class, you know, yep. you've got Georgia one, Bama three, Ohio State five. Those three schools are doing it every single year. I mean, they're 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 doing it every single year. And then this year, Texas is kind of there. And Texas is is doing some really good things too. But let's so we'll put Texas in there. Let's just go quickly, position by position. And I'm just gonna quickly kind of I'll say I'll, I'll, why I feel the way that I feel. When I look at C.J. Carr and I stack him up against two of those other teams have had, I'll absolutely take him over Aaron Nolan, although I like Aaron Nolan as a player. It's not that he's not good. It's just I like it. I like C.J. Carr better. Uh, Texas signed a kid named Trey Owens, nice quarterback, uh, big, strong kid, a uh, big, tall kid, I should say. I'll take Notre Dame. I'll take C.J. Carr over him in mm-hmm. any day of the week. Uh, Alabama, I, I, I agree with Tommy Reese that C.J. Carr is better than Julian Sand. <laughs> and how yeah. do I know that? Because Julian Sand wanted to commit to Notre Dame, but Tommy Reese said, nope, yep. I want C.J. Carr. I've always wondered how that dynamic is. Yes. Like Julian in his mind yes. is like, hmm, Well, he can just say, it. well, Coach Freeman likes C.J. better. That, that's And honestly, sure. he should say that. I mean, you need to have that relationship. You can say yeah. Coach Freeman liked him better, man. You know what I mean? Because he, sure. he did like Julian. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. Tommy oh, no, thought very highly yeah. of Julian Sand. And if C.J. didn't like Notre Dame, that's probably who Notre Dame's quarterback commit would have been in the 2024 class. I agree. Uh, and, and he's a very good football. Like I think Julian Sands, a, a, oh, he's not a top 10 player. He's ranked. He's not, but I, I like him better than I like Jackson Arnold last year. That's for sure. I think Julian Sands a really good football player. He's a top I agree with football that player, as well. yep. you know, but I'll take CJ Carr over him, uh, go down. And then Georgia, uh, because the, Ryan Puglisi, who I actually like, uh, have you had a chance oh, yeah, the kid out of him? Connecticut, right? He's a good like football Ava, player. Avon right? farms kid, yeah. right? Yeah. He's good he run. He's got a good arm. Uh, but I, again, I like, I like C.J. Carr better. Look at running yep. back. You know, Chancey Bowens and Dwight Phillips from Georgia. Very good football players. Dwight Phillips is, is super good, yeah. explosive. Yep. I'll stack Notre Dame's one-two punch up against that. You can debate one's better than the other, but the point is, is you're there. Uh, you look sure. at Alabama's running back room of Kevin Riley. Good running back. That kid can play. Just I'll take Notre right. Dame's right. I'll take you yep. from Miami, correct? Yep. I'll I take so. Notre Dame's one-two punch over that any day of the week with all due sure. respect. Uh, Ohio State lost. Um, they lost the Jordan Lyles kid. Their two running backs yep. are James Peoples and Samuel Dixon. Samuel Dixon to me is a bit more of you know he, he's a bit more of an athlete to me. James Peoples, I actually liked. I don't know if you have a chance to see James Peoples, the kid from Texas. I he's, a, James he's a good running back, yeah. Ryan. Like he's a good player, fits Tony Alford's style well. But he's not as good as Keedron Young or Aeneas Williams, in my opinion. And then Texas had a good running back. Uh, Jarrett Gibson's a very good running back, and so is Christian Clark. Oh, from but IMG, again, IMG, yes, Jared Gibson, yes. Right? Yep. But yeah. I'll still, I'll take Notre Dame's, and I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll stack them up against yours. Is it better? Is it worse? We can have that debate. It's at least a wash. It, right? It's a yeah. conversation. Yep. And then receiver is interesting because there are some of those, those like I actually like um, Alabama's receiver room better now because Ryan Williams is in it. I, you know. It, but it's a debate, though, and 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 you know Rico Scott and Amari Jefferson are your next two. I really like Amari Jefferson. He's a yeah, really he's strong good player. He's really strong. Yeah, and and so you could grade Bama's higher, but Notre Dame can say, but we can play with you with their sure. trio. 
Same with the yep. Ohio State one, too. Is Notre Dame's top two receivers as good as Ohio State's? No, because Jeremiah Smith is one of the about only two receivers in this class that you can say definitively is better than Cam Williams. Did, did he sign yet? Did he did. He signed sign? like at like 11 <laughs> o'clock last night. <laughs> Apparently Miami couldn't get quite enough money on the offer to uh, to get him to flip. Nice. But nice. that was nuts. I was like, man, I hope they don't have their own Peyton Bowen situation. Uh, you know, and Mylon Graham I think is outstanding. I, I think Cam Williams is better than Mylon Graham. I know a lot of people like Mylon Graham better, but Mylon Graham. Yeah. But Mylon Graham's not their one. He's their two, and he's better than Micah Gilbert. And At least he right can now. fly, man. Mylon Graham can fly. fly. Yeah. Now, Notre Dame has a three, and they lost Jeremiah McClellan. But I'll still say that one, they didn't need three. And they got a great receiver class last year. So yes. you could say that class is better. I would probably rank it better if I was doing a top five. But again, Notre Dame's in the conversation. And then Georgia's, uh, Georgia's receiver class, to me, took a hit. Nitro Tuggle and, and uh, Sokovi White are just not those dudes. And when Nitro. they lost Nikar, yeah, they yeah. thought they were going to get Wingo, didn't get them. They lost Nikar, who I liked a lot. Uh, he, yeah. I, I forget where he flipped to. Uh, I think he's one of the Florida schools, right? Isn't he Miami? I, I think so. I let feel me, like it's let me, Miami. I think Miami because Miami flipped a lot of kids. Let me look because I really liked Nightcar. Yeah, Miami is where he went. Miami. I really liked his film. He was really good. The kid from Georgia. Yeah. Yep. And then Texas has a very good receiver class with Freddie DeBose, Parker Livingstone, and of course Ryan Wingo. And I it's love Ryan Wingo's potential, but I'll take him. I'll take Cam Williams over Ryan Wingo right now. I mean, just right now. Yeah. I think I right now he's a better player. That's a great receiver class from Texas. But again, Notre Dame can stack up. That's yep. the point. And, and you know, Georgia has a much bigger offensive line class, literally and figuratively. Their <laughs> offensive, their smallest offensive lineman is 295. Their next, and they signed six. Their next smallest is 315. Then they have a three a 325 pound guy who's in the bottom three of size. I mean, they're massive. <laughs> And, and you know, their class is better, but again, Notre Dame's can stack up and I'll take Gearby Lambert over their best offensive lineman and say, I can, I like that conversation. Uh, Notre Dame has a better O-line class than Alabama. They signed Casey Pose, a nice player, but not yeah. as good as I think Notre Dame's top two. They signed William Sanders, in-state kid, solid interior player. Uh, they, signed, they signed Joseph Iannata, pretty good football player. So that's not a typical Alabama recruiting class. Not Notre Dame's to me is definitely better than that especially, one. Especially a year after getting Kane and Proctor and those dudes. Exactly. Right? So, exactly. Yeah. Which is also partly why they didn't necessarily have the need for a big offensive line class because they did sign a yep. big one last year, literally and figuratively. Uh, Ohio State's offensive line class is good. I like Notre Dame's better. Ian Moore is, to me, an overrated player, but still a good football player. The two Armstrong brothers are, are a lot like Styles Prescott to me. Not great right now, but have the potential to be very good offensive tackles. And and then you have uh, you have Gabe Van Sickle, who's okay, but I like Notre Dame's depth better. Uh, uh, Texas had a really good offensive line class, but it's a smaller one. They didn't need a very big one. Brandon Baker, I think, is a touch overrated, but still it's very still good. good. Yeah, uh, you've got Daniel Cruz is a is a is a good foot, good tough, hard nose, you know, pretty decent athlete inside for them. And then Nate Kibble's a you know, short, stout, center guard type of guy that's okay. Like, Notre Dame's depth is better than everybody but Georgia's in this conversation. So, again, I just went through it and said, you know, Tex I, I like I, I like their the tight end Texas Scott, Jordan Washington. Uh, yep. You know, him and him and Larson are similar. Uh, I, I like Notre Dame's uh, number one tight end a little bit better than the two kids from Ohio State, but they got two good ones. 
And then Bama got a, a pretty good tight end class. Caleb Oden I like a lot. They got Jay Lindsey, so they got two. And then Georgia yep. had a great tight end class in Connor Heinrich <laughs> and Jaden Riddell. Right? Yes. So, again, that's the one – but that's not a position – it's like if the only position you beat us at is tight end, I'm okay. Because part of the reason Notre Dame didn't get a great tight end in this class is because of how loaded they currently are in their current class. Sure. And, and so, again, I'll take that class and stack it up against anybody. And say you might be a little better here, a little better there, but we're better than you here, and we can we can play with you there. And it's been a long time since you could literally go through all those positions and say we can play with the best of the best on this side yep. of the ball. And that's huge. Well, I mean, funny enough, I, I it's going to be interesting when we get into our individual grades. But I didn't have a single player under a under a four star in the offensive side of the ball. I had a couple on the on the defensive side of the mm-hmm. ball that I have currently as three stars, but I didn't have any four uh, sub four stars yeah. on the offensive class, which I think is kind of portraying what you're saying here. Is yeah. that the depth of the offensive class, especially that is something that's Unique, and it's actually a little bit different, I mean, than what we've been kind of accustomed to at Notre Dame. I mean, there's always those couple takes offensively where you're just like, just don't get that one, right? Like, you, you, there's always those couple. This year, there really wasn't that one guy where I just look at and say, like, you know, I don't get that, right? Like, I don't understand that one. For the most part, I understood what they were trying to do, especially on the offensive side of the football. So, yeah, I mean, I think it stacks, and ultimately that's – been Notre Dame's big Achilles heel too is like right. offensively Notre Dame needs to get better on the offensive side of the football yeah. consistently and getting more talent on that room is going to be a big plus obviously as the coaching hopefully improves the only guy that in the last last year's class that I would have viewed as a questionable take was Christopher Tarek but it's kind of like but Harry Heastan wanted him so I'm gonna it's kind of like when Mike Mickens takes a corner I'm not sold on it's like you kind of like yeah. okay I'm gonna give him the I mean Harry Heastan saw some in that kid Wisconsin liked him it, it right? was I mean, his hands, oh, man. It was his yeah. route running ability in his hands, I think. <laughs> he, great. He played. Hey, look, he tracks the ball well down the field, you yes. know, positioned his body perfectly to let it drop over the outside. Um, not sure how it's going to help him pass pro, but it was wonderful yeah. to see. And it was not he, he, Tyson Ford he went against everybody. They were wearing a scout team number. I, Okay. So just want to let everybody know that he, was not Tyson he, Ford. He, he does need to work on his celebrations a little bit for yes, afterwards, but I mean, there's time for that, obviously. In his, in his defense. Yes. He is he is an offensive lineman, and 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 the you don't necessarily want them being great celebrators. You know what I mean? Because you know you just you kind of want blue collar guys. I'm kidding, obviously. Sure. sure. So let's just quickly work through the position groups, Ryan, and just kind of yep. hand out grades. We've talked a lot about the actual positions, so we don't necessarily need to uh, do a deeper dive on it. But just some quick hitters on on where our grades are. Uh, yep. Did you did you do this, or are we just going to kind of go with mine? We can go with yours because I just okay. did kind of the the full class type of thing. Okay, so, so if, yeah. if if you have a strong opinion on my sure. grade, feel free to be like yeah. where you'd be different. Uh, quarterback is easy. I, I'm with you. I don't give a pluses out unless it's like Trevor Lawrence. You know, the best like, right. landslide like just, type of thing. Like yeah. no brainer. Generate. I love CJ Carr. He's not. He may be generational for Notre Dame, but he's not. You know what I mean? It's not Peyton Manning. It's not it, like A pluses are meant for those type of n- wow, no brainer type of guys. So exemplary, exemplary. exactly. Just yeah. not a typical type yes. of player you get. Uh, sure. So I went A with CJ Carr. So this is a no brainer. You needed a big time quarterback. You got a big time quarterback, and you got a quarterback early, and it can't be dismissed. 
see, Kenny Minchie was never going to be able to impact the 2023 recruiting class because right. he just committed so late. CJ Carr was one of the very first commitments in this class, and that had a huge it, – it, it's not a coincidence that Notre Dame got a big-time quarterback and just so happened to put together a big-time offensive class. Not a coincidence. And it won't be a coincidence when they do it in the 25 class either. So I go A at quarterback, Ryan. Uh, yep. Running back, I also go A. They met their needs. They got two really good players. Uh, I graded Kedron Young out as a top 100 recruit. Aeneas is a top 150 recruit. He was very close in my view. He wasn't many points away from jumping into that top 100 uh, range. You got two guys that can play together, which is very hard to do at running back. Like Bam had a great one-two punch last year in Richard Young, and I always forget the other kid's name, the kid from Georgia. Justice Haynes. Justice Haynes. Yeah, but you can't really play them together because they're kind of going to do this. They're different players, but they're going to play. The, it's like Logan Diggs and Audric Estime. They're yeah. kind of the same guy, even though they have different skill sets. These are two kids you can flat out put on the field together, and you have to account for both of them in different ways. And and so to me, it's a great one-two punch. You got a slasher who's two. Did you see what his list and size was on on signing day yesterday? Two twenty, right? Was it two twenty five? 225 yeah yeah is what Notre Dame had him at yesterday which is like holy moly uh <laughs> and and uh slasher back between the tackles can hit home runs don't see a lot from him in the past game in high school doesn't mean he can't do it we just, they just don't do it a whole I, lot I right? think he only had like three receptions this year right. yeah so right yep. then you have the other kid who has 3,000 career receiving yards can play in space I mean he did you see the well of course you saw it I know you watch all of Aeneas's film but like the the, the, yep. the little wheel route he ran this year in the red zone He's like 5'9", 5'10". The quarterback throws, and he just reaches out like with one hand and just snatches it in inside the 10-yard. And you're like, dude, come on. My, my, my favorite one was still his junior year when he um, when the guy literally intercepted it and he just plucked it yes. away from him last minute yeah. and went for a score. <laughs> like, yeah. all right. You, you've all right. got an outstanding, standing yep. one-two punch at running back. To me, that's an A grade. And, and so I forgot to say this. Grades A, B, C, and D, and F go like this. A grade is your elite. You're a – it's a it, – you, that position group is a – you're in a, you're a college football playoff contender because of that position group. B grade is – is it's out, look, you get a B, that's really good. That's a top 15 caliber position group, right? C is solid. You're borderline top 25. D is just – it's not good enough. And then F is you. whoever did that should be fired, right? I mean, and I've, I've never handed out an F grade, but that's because I didn't cover Tyrone Willingham's recruiting uh, at Notre Dame because the 2020, 2004 class would have got an F at a lot of places. So just so people understand what that means. So go to receiver class, Ryan. I went A- minus on this one. Let me just explain why I didn't go A. Okay. I think Cam Williams is an elite player. He's an A. I, I, I like Micah Gilbert a lot. It's just, to me, to be an A at running back, I think you need, like, kind of three guys that are in that top 150 range for me. And this is why I wanted to give you a chance to speak on this, because I think you have Saldate probably a little higher than I do. So you may actually okay. see it as an A. Just want to be curious about that. But yeah. I have Logan in top 250-ish. Okay. And so to me, to be like an A, you know, you have to be like, it's got to be him, him, and then another top 150-ish, top 100 kind of guy. You only have one top 100 receiver for me in this class. So it's very good, yeah. but it's more A- minus to me and maybe closer to B plus than it is a, but the okay. presence of a stud like Cam Williams is why it's an a minus for me, okay. even though the other two are very good. But like, when I look at like elite receiver classes, Ohio state, for example, five-star top 50 to 75 guy. And then Jeremiah McClellan would have been a top 150 guy that that's more of what I would view as an a class. 
this is you. this is just a little bit short, but I think you might maybe might see that a little bit differently. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I mean, we both only have one player that's ranked as a top 100 player, and that is Cam Williams. I'm looking at my grades in front of me. I have him as a top 25 five-star player. Like, he is that dude, in my opinion. The two other receivers, I actually have Micah Gilbert slightly ahead of Logan Saldate, but I both still have them in the top 150, and I think yeah. they're both four-star caliber football players. I mean, ultimately, I think what you're saying makes sense. I would be okay with it being an A-. minus. I mean, <laughs> nothing wrong but with if, A-. But if my grade yeah. was the same as your grade, Ryan, I would yeah. have him as an A. I would right. because gotcha. you don't need yeah. two five stars. Sure. Right. I mean, you've got a five star, a really good number two. That's a, and the other part too, is they, because they do complement each other. Yeah. And then, so like, like I said, so a minus for me, just because I don't have Logan as high as you do. Sure. But based on your grade, I completely understand the a grade, but we're, we're, we're splitting hairs a little bit. A, a minus on this one. Sure. Yeah. Tight end room. I gave it a B minus and there's two reasons for that. Clearly, they wanted a second tight end. That's yep. they, now they they decided not to take one just to take one when they had some misses, but they wanted a second tight end, and so they came up short on numbers. And I like Jack Larson. I think Jack Larson is a top fifteen to twenty national tight end type of player. But the combination of him just being top fifteen, which is what the B grade is, and then the fact that I think they did want a second and didn't get it, so I have B minus. And this is my lowest offensive. This is my lowest grade on offense. But they got a good football player. I love the compliment. I mean, last year, Ryan, you got a six foot six, two hundred and sixty pound traditional lineup and block and and do the traditional tight end roles. They wanted to compliment him with somebody different, and Jack Larson is absolutely that kind of. So that's where they also get some high marks. Where I contemplated leaving it at just B is mm-hmm. because I like the, the compliment of your nature. But I said, you know what? I'm going to wait to do that until I grade them together. I think it would make more just looking at it in this class. That's why okay. I went B minus on this particular one. Yeah, uh, we, we actually, I was looking at my ranking and I have Jack as the second lowest ranked offensive player in this class. So, I mean, we I think we see it very similarly. It's still a top 250 player in my opinion, right? right. But ultimately he's, there's just, there's some limitations to Jack. I mean, it's okay to say that, right? I mean, he's a 6'3", 215-ish pound tight end right now that is hopefully going to get it to the 235-ish mark, 240 mark, and be able to kind of work a little bit more in line. But he is a little bit limited in the sense that he's not the biggest kid in the world, and he doesn't have the great straight-line speed of all time either. I mean, he's just – he's a good player. Is he a difference-maker elite player? No, in my opinion. I don't think he's quite that. But he can be a very valuable member to a tight end room, which, again, that's part of why it isn't – a failing grade or anything. It's a good solid grade because he's a good player. Well, I think that's, that's why I really like the comp that that we've used for him in the past too, Ryan of a Nick O'Leary because Nick O'Leary was never the dude in college. He wasn't, he was a consensus all American, but that was more because of where he played and they were the defending champs and he had good numbers, but he had like 44 catches for 600 yards in, in his life. That's, that's, that's good. Six touchdowns. That doesn't come anywhere close to the kind of production Michael Mayer had, right? Or Brock Bowers or Tyler Eifert or guys like that, right? He wasn't that kind of player. He was a really nice complimentary weapon on a pretty loaded team for two years. And that's what I can see Jack Larson being. And that's why Nick O'Leary struggled in the NFL because he just he couldn't separate. He just didn't have that explosiveness or the length to go win in the NFL. And that's, that's really what we're talking about with Jack, to me, is yep. the lack of size – and the lack of speed to make up for the size. But as you said, this is a good football player. It's a good mm-hmm. football player. Offensive line, this one was um, this one is interesting for me, Ryan. I was back and forth on this one. 
and I was originally had it as a B plus, but I bumped it up to an A minus after re-breaking down senior film. The reason I had it previously as a B plus, even though it had a five star in it, is because I just I, I thought there was a gap between one and then two, three, four, and I originally was much lower on Anthony Knapp. After watching senior film, Anthony Knapp was a borderline four-star for me. I still have him just slightly outside of that, and that's one of those ones you and I disagree. I love Styles Prescott's senior film. He's still very raw. He's a lot like Logan Thomas. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done there with his body and his game. But I just – I thought he was – he bended – he was – he trying to think. I don't know the prop. There was better bend from him as a senior than we saw as a junior because you, you, I think you have known this in the past, but he was very much a waist bender. And looked a little tight. Styles. Styles. Looked I tight. Still think he's, I still think yeah. he's kind of tight. But to but, me as a yeah. senior, I thought he bended better. I thought his footwork improved. I think he's powerful. He's still not a top 100 guy. I mean, it's a top, I think, top 150, I think. Uh, maybe top. Actually, I think top 200 is where I have Styles. Give me. Let me just find Styles here real quick because he's my number seven guy. A top 200. So he's not quite in the level, but the upside is there for me. And, and so when you – and then when when Anthony Knapp's grade went up as well, those two guys' grades going up is to me what went from B plus to A minus. But I it's the one on offense that I felt the least confident in that grade because there still is a lot of question marks with those two guys. You really yep. only have two high floor guys to me and Gearby and Peter Jones. And so that's why this is one grade that I could look back and say my grade was too high in that class, but I do really like the upside in the class. This episode of the Irish breakdown podcast is brought to you by better help. It's the holiday season, which means it's a time for giving, giving to our community is important. And there's always joy in giving to our friends and family. We also need to ensure that we are properly focused on giving to ourselves and making sure we're taking steps to give ourselves the tools we need to get through the tough times. The holidays are a perfect time for that. It's important to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. There are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. This is the best time of the year. It's bowl season and Christmas is right around the corner. So whether you're looking for tickets to the Sun Bowl to watch Notre Dame take on Oregon State or looking for tickets to a Christmas concert or comedy show or just looking for a great last-minute gift, Game Time is the place for you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. 
It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. I, I, I would give it a B plus. I, I think I'm more on that because I just – and we'll talk about Styles obviously a little bit you know, later in the show, but I, I still have my reservations with Styles a little bit. I do like Anthony Knapp more than you. I would say that 100%, but – other than Gearby, I just think there's a pretty significant drop off to the next three, regardless. I though I, I do believe that. So I, I think that there's multiple players in this class that I would say are kind of, you know, they'll they'll be solid depth pieces at least. But are there a guy outside of Gerby that I'm like, you know, that guy is a foregone conclusion to start for Notre Dame and be a plus starter? I mean, we're in a little bit of a weird ballpark there, I think, you know, potentially. So I, I, w- I would go B plus. I think it's a good group. I think that, that you have one very talented, potentially elite player in the class and Gerby Lambert, obviously. But the other cl- the other parts of the class, I think, are just, you know, for the most part, I think you got good players. But, you know, did you get great players? I, I'm I'm a little bit in between on that one. Let's go to the defensive class, Ryan, and talk about what we saw from the defensive class. Obviously, uh, that's a very high marks. We're talking about B minus, the lows of B minus, B plus, A minus, A and A is kind of where we were at as far as taking the low between the two of us, correct? You had receiver A minus as well, basically, right? So we're we're, we're on the same page on quarterback A, running back A, receiver A minus, B minus on on the tight end. Yep. And we'll go with B minus is the low grade on, on that's still very good balance. And it kind of backs up what we've talked about defensively. I had a little bit more Ryan from position by position, but let's just kind of, let's just talk about the overall grade. Yep. And to me, the the difference why I'm just not quite as high on this class is because there is so much quite like what you, what you and I just talked about with the offensive line is true like everywhere on the deep in the defensive class even the position that i really like even leonard moore who i love is a guy that i'm like that's not a sh-. like he's not benjamin morrison to me right now he could maybe get to that level but i'm not Before as confident in it right yeah. right yeah. he's not the steps in day one like i thought benjamin was sure and 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 so and he's in my top four in the class there's just a lot of projection with this class and so to me there's some there's some variation overall I give the class a B, and that's top 15 defensive class. You could argue B plus, but I'm just at B because there is so much uncertainty of who will this guy be. I mean, let's just say for a second you and I agree on Cole Mullins as a player. The fact is, is one of the guys that we consider the best players in the class just missed a season with a broken fibula. That matters. Another one of the best players in the class, Bronte Johnson, missed half the year with a shoulder injury. Leonard Moore missed half the season. And then you talk about some of the the boomer bust type of projection. That just brings the grade down for me. How Having said that, what kept me from going lower than a B is all these question marks. There was a ton of production on this side of the ball from some of the kids, even though we have question marks about. And and that, that kind of balances it. So B for me. 
Yeah, I, I would have. I also would have given it a B because I think you hit on one important thing: is that the guys that I went into the season having the most question marks about, I would say that they took big steps as seniors. You know, like even guys that we'll talk about that maybe I had a little bit of question mark. Like I thought Tabron Benny Powell had a much better senior year compared to what he has as a junior, showing comfort from depth and being able to play that safety position. Teddy Rizak, I thought, took a nice step. I thought Cody Cahoon took a huge step. I mean, there were several guys that the question marks in the class, I looked and said they had really productive and and had plus senior seasons as far as taking massive steps forward. Ultimately, in the class, I do have – let me make sure that I'm not misquoting this incorrectly. I have three – I have three players that ranked as three and a half star players same. for me in, in the scale. Is it the same so, three, Ryan? Uh, Salviano, uh, Rizak, and no, actually, you probably have uh, Kennedy Erlacher in that one too. I, I do. I do. I, I so yeah. I have Kennedy Erlacher, not the bus, but like I have Kennedy Erlacher, Tabron, Benny Powell, and and Teddy Rizak as my so basically three, we three we flip Salviano and Kennedy. And yep. other than okay, okay, yep. So so yeah, because Salviano so just. Yeah, because right. Seviano was was the the fourth lowest, so he was just hit four star for me on your on your scale, right? Yep. So mm-hmm. yeah, so we had, so three three and a half star players in the class, so that tells me like, hey, productive football players, but a couple of them, the projection takes a little bit of imagination, yeah. right? Just a little bit of imagination. Some guys, it's not imagination, right? Like me watching Bronte Johnson, for instance, and saying, you know, he just needs to get to 190, right? Like, I, and it should be doable. He's about 175 pounds. That should be doable. But me watching Teddy Rizak and saying, you're 195 pounds. If we're talking about hey, what they want to play him, him at 185. Right. So if, if you're talking about me, him being maybe potentially a will eventually, you got to pack 40, 50 pounds on that free, man. <laughs> like, that's a pack lot. 20 on just to be a rover. Like yeah. an every down rover at this point yeah. in time. Well, so, yeah. in between the two of us, Ryan, we have four guys that are that. So one of us yeah. graded four guys as a three and a half star. And yeah. even some of my four stars are still guys that like have some question marks. We both have it would appear Carson Hobbs is a four star. There's yeah. still some question marks there to me. I have Kennedy Erlacher as a far four star. There's some questions there to me. There's some projection even with the four star grade. So even there, there's Bodie Cahoon is the guy we both have as a four-star guy, minimum top 250 kind of guy. But they're still he's still getting by right now on just being a really, really good athlete. Even his senior film, and I haven't seen it as much of it I was li- as I would like, but even the senior film we've seen, it's still very much he's just better than anybody else in the field. I, 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 can, send, I can send you some more, by the way. I, yeah, got, the, I got the plug over at Patrick Henry. So. Yes, I know, right? I came on our show. Send me some. But, that, yeah. but, that, but am I off base in that analysis since you've seen more than I have? I mean, he's still a guy. I mean, he's better than where he was. He looked more comfortable playing linebacker this year. But still, yeah. a lot of what he does is that guy's just better than everybody else in the field. Yeah, you know, I, still I think a lot of projection there. I think he's definitely saw the game at a quicker note, which I think oh, yeah. for, for me, you know, going from – 2022 where i was just like that guy was just working in pursuit all the time because he just you know saw things late and was just flowing to the ball because he only played five games at linebacker to where he was in 2023 that's why i'm more comfortable with that projection though right like i'm more willing to take a gamble on Bodie hitting that upside because i saw crazy growth from 2022 to 2023 i saw substantial growth in that regard and as a former linebacker you understand how the lack of experience at that position yeah. is even still holding him back to the point where as he gets more and more reps playing that position and more and more field than that athleticism and then as the technique technique improves. And that's yeah. kind of why I have him where I have him uh, yeah. and why his upside grade is so high. Sure. So I agree with you on that. So, so, but there's just, there's a lot of projection needed for this class. 
And that's why, to me, I can say it's top 15. But it, here's the key, though. It has a chance, if you can hit on a pretty high rate, that this could be a, a B-plus, A-minus type of defensive class, in my opinion. I don't know Absolutely. that it's going to be an A class. I mean, it, you'd have to hit on e- everyone that we think has projection would have to hit. And then there'd have to be a surprise. Like, Sean Savellano is way better than we think he's going to be. For it to be an A class, yep. I think at best, if, if you have a pretty good hit rate in this class, you could have an A-minus class. But when you partner it with the offensive class, which is just A, right. you know what I mean? Uh, it, it, to me, it's very good because there are other teams. There's clearly top 15. There's going to be other teams with better defensive classes, but a lot of those teams that have better defensive classes don't have an offensive class can even sniff Notre Dame's offensive right. class. Right. And that's well, the difference. And I think a key thing for the defensive class as well is that you, the, the best players, the impact players you did get are potential superstars, right? Like, it's not like they're potential really good players. Like I think that Kingston Villiamuasa, if he hits, well, I don't even say if he hits. I think he. I think Marcus Freeman even said in his press conference, Brian, that like he is the highest floor player in the class, right? Like you know, Kingston's going to be really right. good. Like I, I think Kingston could be a superstar potential on the inside uh, for Notre Dame's defense. Bryce Young could be a superstar, in my opinion. Yep. And then I also think Logan Thomas and Bronte Johnson could be superstars. Now they're a little bit more pro- knee projection than the previous two, in my opinion, especially Kingston. But ultimately, the the best that you hit on, the impact that you hit on. I think could be superstars, like not just really good players, not just great players, like potential game changers on a defense, potentially. Like yeah. They have that type of upside, I think. All four of those guys you just mentioned, Ryan, got five-star upside grades for me. And you yeah. know who's the first guy outside of that five-star upside grade? Bodie Cahoon. I mean, he's okay. next for me on the upside grade thing. I mean, so yep. so to your point, there's sure. a lot there's a lot to deal with there. And, and I, yep. I think this has to be said, too. There's a comment from Arrow 5.20, and he said this, so I'm going to pull up what he said. If there's going to be a side which needs projection, I'm glad it's on Marcus Freeman's side of the ball. 100%. And that's a great yeah. point. Agreed. That is a yeah. great point. If we need a projectable guy, a cornerback, like working with Mike Mickens, cool, man. I'm good right. there, right? Exactly. Like, good. And, and honestly, same at safety. I have issues with him as a recruiter still. And hopefully can he can eliminate those in 25. But the one thing you say is if you're it, there aren't a whole lot of safety coaches that have had, have turned as you know the kind of rooms that he's inherited into what he has. The the one kid he's had with just really great ability, he turned into an all-American. Yeah. And he turned DJ Brown into a a, a quality part of a of an elite state of an Notre Dame had an elite secondary this year. Yeah. They, they rank in top five in almost every category in the past game. And they played Caleb Williams, they played Ohio State. I mean, they played some good. Offensive, they played Louisville as a an all pass offense. It was near 300 yards most of the year, and they still were top five in every category. And you can't be that if DJ Brown sucks. DJ Brown was a good football player for Notre Dame this year, and honestly, probably shouldn't have been. When you just look at his God given ability, but he's smart, and he had a coach that could get the most out of him. Yeah, and and you know, props to that. But to at least know the development's going to be there, and that's something that makes me feel a lot better. I feel a lot better about Al Washington being able to develop some of these guys now than I did maybe a year ago at this time Fair. after what we saw from this season, and and especially from what he did with Javante Jean Baptiste. Yes, and and you know, I mean, just like okay, yeah, that's that's impressive. That's impressive. Pretty much. So let's go position by position, Ryan, if you don't okay. mind. Let's talk yeah. about the we'll start with the defensive line. Now, for me, for defensive line, um, I kind of throw it all together. I mean, you you could break it down to DND tackle. I kind of like putting it all kind of like offensive line. I was putting it all together. Yeah. Uh, my, my grade was a B plus, And and I, I think I contemplated a minus. But the, again, it's kind of like the offensive line. There's just too much projection there. Yeah. But I'll say this. It was a B minus 
on July 31st, right? Because Bryce Young was a toolsy guy that was still a three and a half star guy for me, but had a, a really high ceiling. Logan Thomas was a four star guy, a little lower on the board for me because it was all about tools. Yep. And I was really worried about Cole Mullins' knee leg injury. And I was not high at all on Sean Silviano. Like, did not understand that. I mean, I understood why they got him. Big kid, 320. He was he on the thing yesterday, he was six one and a half, three twenty-five. Like you needed that beef. <laughs> I understood why they got yeah. him, but I just was like, I don't know. Even though I still don't have him as a four-star, I feel a lot better about I mean, that kid can play for Notre Dame, right? Sure. He can play for Notre Dame. Bryce Young, Bryce Young went from you know, toolsy, but long way to go to that's one of the best defensive ends in in high school football right now. Yes. And then yes. Logan Thomas, I still have a lot of the same question marks about Logan because his body's got to fill out and all that. But you're like, this kid went into, played the best competition in the state of Ohio and had double digit tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks, nine forced fumbles, played really well on national TV. <laughs> and over 120 and, tackles. Exactly. Like and you're like, that kid, you know, so now I'm, it, it, if Cole Mullins didn't get hurt, I'm at an A minus on this D line class. Okay, his injury plus the projection of the other two is why I'm at, at, at B plus. But if you were to tell me you think it's higher than that, Ryan, you'll get no pushback. No, I, I was actually I was actually more in the B B plus range okay. anyway because I, I just look I, I I the defensive line recruiting ended up being a lot better than I originally thought it was going to be because I mean I I was the, right there with you with Sean Savalano. I think that Sean Civilano showed me that, you know, at some point we just have to look past and be like, hey, man, like some guys might not look the part. Some guys might not be that. But like the production's crazy, man. Like Anymore, it's just crazy. It, it's insane. So you look at that and then you look at Bryce Young taking the massive step he did. Like it's not like that Bryce Young just went from, you know, three and a half star to like borderline four star and he's a good player, right? No, he went from three and a half star because we were on the same page there two three sacks as a junior ryan i know like, but, but he turned himself into a potentially elite right. prospect potentially right. like he's that type of dude i mean yeah. i'm as a top 50 kid i, I think that he what is that type of yeah. guy right and you told you have, me that when you were watching this film and i was like oh okay sure right yeah. dude okay. I, I was and watching then i watched like two games and i was like oh my gosh like this this guy is just nuts it, like, if you would have showed me his junior tape and then sent me his senior tape without it being like uh without the name on it i would not believe that they were the same person I just wouldn't have believed it. I would not have, honestly. He's bigger, he's longer, he's more explosive than he was as a, as a junior. He's just he hit yeah. all those marks. And he's a little bit more technically sound, like it's yeah. still a work in progress, but him having his father there gives me a lot of like yes, I think that he can get there because he's working with his father and then he'll work with Al Washington and we're going to get yeah. coaching from both sides of the coin there too. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he'll take a nice step forward. I thought Logan took a big step. Logan's thing is just about his body maturing, yes. man. Like his body just needs to mature. He's, still he's long. He as looks heck. like he looks like Keon Keeley did as a sophomore, right? Physically, he's, he's long as heck, man. Right. And he look and you look at him and say like he's probably playing at like 210, 215. He could easily be two forty five, maybe even two fifty when it all is said and done, potentially. But that's again, it's a lot of weights. And yes. when is that weight going to go on that frame? You know. So and will will he still be explosive? Yeah. Did you see the sack he had? It was a red zone play. He was on the right side, and the quarterback rolled out away from him. <laughs> yeah, he caught yeah, he the kid. Like, good he, gosh, 
When he was at Paytow in Katy, Texas, he was he was one of the best sprinters on their yeah. track and field team as a junior. Like the kid can run, man. He, he were like a ten days. six or a ten five or something insane like that. Nah, then, it wasn't anything. I think it was like no, ten eight. Like, like they 10, were 8 claiming it. Crazy. No, they were claiming it like that. They timed oh. him like in, not in a race, but like in Hand a times. Yeah, right, yeah, right, sure. But still, that's really <laughs> yeah. oh, good. No, it's it's, it's moving, man. It's right. moving. Yeah, absolutely. It's no Nicholas Harbor, but <laughs> it's oh. pretty good. and that kid's running ten two electronic time fat yeah. time yeah. so yeah yeah all right so we're on the same page there you know b plus yeah. with the grade there uh and, and we'll get to bright more on bryce young linebacker same deal ryan i'm in the same place uh, you yeah. can everything i i almost said about the the uh the d line class you yeah everything i said about the d line class you could say about the linebacker class you have a guy at the top that's an elite player top 50 guy i believe ryan has him as a five star i have him as a, a four and a half star but he's just outside five-star range. Uh, so five-star for me is like top 25. If, if, I, if I were to project, like I'd say like 30 to 35 would be where Kingston would be for me. They met their numbers need. They needed three. That's a plus for me. Uh, so you you get checks for your your plus or for, for that. You needed, you you. it was ideally, you'd like to add a class that had a little bit more versatility than last year's. Like last year's class could play together because Jaden Osbury could play Rover but it's not my preferred position for him. I love last year's class of, of obviously Jay Nosbury, who I had as a top 50 guy, Drake Bonus at a top 100 guy, and Preston Zinner, who I had as a top 150 guy. So the impact talent of last year's class is better than this year's class. But the issue with last year's class was, to be honest with you, is they were all kind of inside, ideally inside linebackers. One of the things I really like about this class, because I think you could argue it, the grade should be lower is one thing you could argue is is that the the positional fit of this class is even better than last year's class uh, when it, when you talk about the grades or talk about the fit because they can legitimately line up and play Mike Will Rover and whether you want to have Kingston at Mike and Bodie at Rover at Will or Kingston at Will and Bodie at Mike doesn't matter they can both play inside and then you've got obviously Teddy Rezac to me is more of a pure Rover than he is a you know, quickly grow to will like some other rovers they've signed are. He may end up growing into a will, but I think right now the projection is let's get this kid out as a rover. So those are the things I really like about this class. And as I said, they got an impact, like an immediate impact player. Like if if Kingston Viliyama Asa is healthy next year and not playing either as a part of the rotation, then that means either A, the linebacker coach just isn't really good at at developing players, which I don't, I don't, you know, not not saying that, but more so it's because of this. It's because older players had big off seasons. Drake Bowen, Jay Nosbury, Preston Zinner, Jalen Sneed have big off seasons. And if that happens, then sure. And maybe it'll be harder for Kingston to get on the field, but he's that kind of kid that brings that immediate impact time. So just to wrap up and, or just to, to conclude so Ryan can get my main points of why I went B minus and not lower impact talent, Lots of potential, and it's a better three-man fit on the field together than last year. The point I made, Ryan, is last year's guys, yeah. you could have put Jaden Osbury at Rover, but yeah. his, he's better inside. They're all three positions are best inside. This year's class is more of a – you can put them on the field together, and that's their best fit yeah. Yeah, with Bodie and Kingston inside and then Teddy outside. The reason that they're not higher and why if I were to change the grade, it would actually be to a B, not an A-minus is again, it comes down to the projection. 
Now, I'm more confident being B-plus because of how Bodie played this year. Bodie yes. solidified that grade for me because I'm – I now – last year we th- hoped he could be a linebacker. This year we know he can play linebacker. Yes. To what level, we'll see. But Teddy being the lowest-ranked kid in the class and just needing so much development physically, that's kind of what drags it down for me, Ryan. But still a very good – and the grades B – like the B is a top 15. This is a top 10 linebacker class to me. And that's why I say just because of how good Kingston is and, and Bodie's potential, you could argue that it could be a minus. I, I do think you can do that, but I'm, I'm trying to be more conservative and go on B plus sure. closer to B just because there is still a lot of projection with your number two and your number three guy. You know, funny enough, it was one, I forget if it was two, four, seven or if it was on three, it was rivals Rivals. that ranked them as a top five linebacker group. And I was, they counted Cole Mullins as part of that as well, which I thought was okay. That's he's six, four, two forty, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, as a five star as well too. Sure. Which, which I, I completely understand. Right. I mean, so that makes sense. I, I think for me, like the fact that Notre Dame got Kingston in this class that really drives it up, not only just for the simple fact that he is a borderline five-star player, right, or a five-star by some, including myself. But it's also, what does Kingston bring to the table that the other two don't have as much of? The floor he has, man. Yeah. Like, I I just, I, I can't imagine a world, and anything could happen. Like, we're not talking in absolutes here when we talk about evaluation. But I would be, almost, I would just be about shocked if Kingston Villamalasa was not at least a very good player on the college level. Yes. I would be shocked. I'd be shocked about that. Ryan, this is what I said before you joined. Yeah. I said, he's the kind of guy too, that, that you expect to play early. And the only way he's not playing right away. And like, just even as part of the rotation is one or two, either you don't have a guy that can coach linebackers, which I don't believe to be true yep. or B the guys ahead of him. The older guys have big off seasons. Like that's it. I mean, he's that kind of guy because you just, that's the floor. It's like, this kid can help you yep. now. Well, we like, talk- this isn't a down the road in a couple years. Yeah. No, this kid's going to help you now. Yeah. We, we talked about that yesterday. We talked about like who are guys that are too good to keep off the field. And that was Kingston for me. I'm like, do you yeah. necessarily need him in 2024? If Drake Bowen's your guy and Nolan Ziegler gets back and, and yeah. Jay Nosbury and all these dudes are the guys we think they can be. No, not really. Right. But he's so good that I would be surprised if at some point during the season he's not at least a backup Mike like I would be very surprised about that I think he's that type of football player so his floor combined with the ceiling that he has combined with I think Bodie Cahoon raised his floor this season Mm -hmm. as a senior and that ceiling was always high though it was always high because again you don't you don't teach six two and a half six three two twenty that can run four four five four like you just don't teach that that is a very unique thing to have his safety background, I think, is like super interesting to his evaluation long term as well. We're talking about him playing in space and doing that type of stuff. Teddy Rizak is the is the wild card to me, though, Brian. And mm-hmm. he because I, I I have my hesitation about Teddy as a player. Mm-hmm. I do. I still have it. But if Teddy is nearly what maybe Notre Dame thinks he can be, because they then love this- that kid, Ryan. Right. Like that they, they would watch our show and be like, yeah, we agree with a lot of what you say. That's yeah. the one they would be like, you guys are way off on that kid. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, and now Washington so would tell us we're nuts about <laughs> John Savoyano, too. He loves them. And that's the thing is there's yeah. conviction there. This is what yeah. I like, though, Ryan, with them. There's conviction. This yeah. isn't a kid they took because they were scrambling. Yeah. There were other guys on the board they could have got that you and I would be much happier about than Teddy Rezac in his class that were on the board that Notre Dame had a legitimate shot to land. They yep. chose to take Teddy Rezac. 
So, and, so there's conviction there, and I, I will give them that, but I can't grade them because they're convicted of it. Right. We've got to be convicted of it, and you and I are on the same. I love the athlete. Love the athlete. That kid's a football player, Ryan. Yes. But listen, I coach kids at the D3 level that were phenomenal football players that just as far as their ability to play football was as good as anyone that I've seen at the Division One level. The pro- yeah. I had a kid, a cornerback named Rob, Rob Rodriguez that, that my guys went against every day in practice when I was at Christopher Newport, D3 player. He got an invite to the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you know why he was at Christopher Newport not playing at UVA, dominating? Because he was five foot six, 150 pounds. Yeah. But just as a football player, he was an elite 4'4", could jump over 40 inches, sub four shuttle, but he's five, 650 pounds. That's where it is with Teddy. I love the kid as a football player, but projecting yep. him, he's 185 pounds and has a very skinny frame. Yes, that's that's my concern. He looks right? like a safety. Like, he looks like a safety. He doesn't look like a but linebacker. This film, Ryan, yep. is really, really good. But this is where we have to put our, our analyst hats on and say, but how does that project to the next right. level? I coached at Division three level guys that rushed for over 4,000 yards in high school. They were Division three running backs because that great high school film did not project to that next level. And sure. that's my concern with Teddy. Because the, the problem is, is that if you're a ro- like, let's say he's just a long-term rover. Like that's all the position. That's the only position he ever plays. Cool. There's still going to be times where a team's going to go to heavy personnel, where you're going to have to get tucked. You're, you're going to have to be tucked and you're going to have to play a true linebacker spot as a, as a Sam, basically. Right. You're going to have to play that. He, you can't be 185 pounds at that spot. You just can't be. And then, but the, the, the weird part about his evaluation is we've heard that Notre Dame, and this was actually Matt Bayless that had projected this, that projected in that he could be 230 pounds or something yeah, like that. I don't I'm just see like, that. yeah, I'm just like, I mean, if that happens awesome, if he's able to maintain his athleticism, then that yeah. completely changes the table. But like, we're yeah. talking about 185 to 230. I don't see it. Job, I, I view man. him as a pure Rover, Ryan. I don't know about you. I, I see him as a pure I Rover. Too. I just, and I hope that they don't try to put, I that's 50 pounds, Ryan. I mean, that that's, I actually I mean, wouldn't that, be opposed to him just playing safety, to be honest with right. you. But like Rover, but, sure. Like I, a two hundred and five pound, really rangy Rover. Yeah, you know, like I could see that because he's got really good ball skills. He flips his hips really nicely. Oh, he's very smooth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, and if he runs the forty time that we're told he runs, I could see him being a center field safety. I mean, I could see that being an alley safety or a guy that could play the post at times. But yep. as a linebacker run, I just don't see it. And that drags that that's to me what keeps us from being an A minus grade. It's very it, it, it yeah. is. Let's let's go to uh the next position, Ryan. That is cornerback. Sure. Uh, again, I like this class a lot, but it's just not in that elite category. I went B plus. Again, if I were to if I were to change it, I would probably go down to B. Okay. Then then going up. Just because I still don't view Carson as a top 100 guy. I have him in the top 250 as much as I okay. love him. I mean, there's still some technical stuff he has to improve upon, and 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 I just need to see more than just one year of it. But I'm a lot more confident. He's the reason it's a B-plus, and, 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 and I mean that in a positive way because it mm-hmm. would have been lower before the season because sure. I wasn't so, whole, sold on him. And then Leonard Moore, I love Leonard Moore, but it's hard for me to give you an A-minus or an A-grade when I don't have any of your players at your position in the top 100. I just I can't do it. But yep. Leonard Moore's potential, because I think Leonard Moore, if he hits and he's as good as like gets to his potential, can be every bit as good as Cam Hart to me. Like different, but like funny that enough, kind of impact. Funny enough, I asked Leonard Moore yesterday out of the two corners that Notre Dame had starting this year, Benjamin Morrison and Cam Hart, 
is there one that you see yourself in? And he said Cam Hart. He's like, because right. we're both long and we both right. can kind of have that. He's like, I'm not afraid to come up and hit. And like, I he's play not. the screen game and do yes. that type of stuff too. So he's a, yeah. he's a physical corner in route and he's a physical yep. corner coming downhill. He's just 185 pounds, right? I mean, yes. but, but for him, you only need that like 10 to 18 and he's <laughs> going to be fine. You know what I mean? Yep. Like uh, it's, it's a different deal, but I love the kid. He, he's got great long speed like Cam did. Like a tall guy, he's got to he's got to be tall guys have to be real precise with their footwork. And if yeah. you go back and watch Cam in 2021 in the first half of 2022, and you compare him to the end of 2022 and into 2023, the biggest difference for Cam to me was his footwork. He became a much cleaner player because part of the reason he used to get so grabby is because his transition footwork would suck, and then he'd feel like he was behind, and then he'd yeah. start reaching. You didn't see him do that this year because he didn't need to. He was in phase with you the entire time because his footwork got better. And yep. Leonard's another guy that needs that. But I love the ceiling for him, Ryan. Love the ceiling. And I think he could be every bit as good as Cam Hart was in time. You know, But Cam also had some other traits that you that, that are more here that we need to see Leonard show in college. And Because Cam Hart wasn't good just because of his physical talent. That's part of it. But Cam Hart was smart. And Cam Hart had a lot of, he had a lot of this and uh, you know, will he be able to do that? We'll find out, but I love Leonard Moore's ability. He's just outside the top hundred for me, but when you have two good football players, both with four and a half star upside grades, that's where the B plus comes from. Because I do, I do put project, like do I do put upside into consideration here, Ryan, for this yeah. type of grade, even though it doesn't go to my personal rankings. And so that's why I, I'm, I'm comfortable saying B plus. And if you were to say, Hey, you can't do B plus. What would you go next? I'd probably go B, uh, just yep. because again, there's so much projection here with this group. Even the guy that I, I'm in love with, like as a player in Leonard Moore, there's still some projection there, especially with him not playing a, a chunk of a senior year. Well, that that was the most on on, like that was the biggest bummer of this projection for just the defensive class, in my opinion, for the most part, is that I because. Carson Hobbs took a huge jump, right? Like yeah. he was a completely different player as a senior. It would have been nice to see Leonard Moore with a healthy senior season to potentially take a big jump himself. Cause that, I mean, cause I don't have either one of those in the top 100 either. Like they're okay. not both, they're both not in the top hundred, but I do think that they both have legitimate upside because at the end of the day, Carson Hobbs is six foot plus and can run for days and he's physical. Like he's a tough kid. Like he will get his hands on you. Leonard Moore a little bit of the same. He's a little bit of a higher cut dude, but he can turn and flip his hips and he is a physical dude as well. There's a lot that you can work with. I look at Leonard Moore and I say, I think he could play either spot. Like I think he could play the field. I think he could play the boundary. Carson's probably more of a boundary than he is a field as of today. But ultimately those kids have a lot of upside, both ranked pretty high for me in this class overall defensively. But overall, I just think that, again, there is a little bit of a projection because you are talking about Carson taking a big jump as a senior, and you're talking about, unfortunately, Leonard just didn't play a ton in 2023. Right. I mean, he wasn't, you know, so it, the limitation, I, l- limited opportunities to improve this year. I was anticipating him jumping into the top 100 after senior year. I yep. full, it wasn't, But I couldn't do it after how little he played. I, I, I'd be yep. shocked if I didn't think he was a top 100 player. If he doesn't get hurt, to your point, and then I'd have felt a, better. He's a about, really good basketball player too, yeah. so it makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, springy kid. Yep. 
Last one, Ryan. This is one where I'm very curious what you're going to think of my grade on this one. This one okay. I had a tough time with, but I went C+. Plus. We're looking talking about the safety position. <laughs> C+, plus was literally in my head. So <laughs> Okay, I, I went C+. Plus because, again, I have Bronte as a top 100 recruit, but there's still too many questions about in health and you know he has another guy that was banged up a lot this year yes but i just you know your other two safeties in the class are are bottom four bottom five guys when it comes to my grades for this class and like literally my, literally my my two my two lowest graded guys in this class are are kennedy Urlacher yeah. and tay brown benny pound so yeah. yes we're there for now i i have kennedy at eighth in the class but that's still bottom five yep and then i have tay Braun at number 10 in the class and then when your number one guy, who's a top hundred guide in my opinion, because he's very gifted and 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 productive, but again, it's the injury, and that's part of my grades. I factor in that's part of the intangibles grade, the the, the production and things like that. And so to me, I I just it's I have a hard time saying that this is a top fifteen group when you look at those things. I mean, it's it's more like. C is solid, the borderline top 25. It's a top 25 class at safety, but it's 20 to 25 right now. There's some sure. potential there, but even then, the ceilings aren't like they are with Bodie Cahoon. Like if, if Kennedy Urlacher is exactly who I think he can be, he's still not as good as what Bodie Cahoon is if he's who I think he's going to be. I agree, yes. If, yeah. if, yeah. if, if Tabron Benny Powell becomes a player I think he can be, He's still not as good as Bodie Cahoon or Teddy Rezac. If he becomes like, if I, if I, I'll say it like this, if we're ranking the six safeties and the, the six players at linebacker and, and corner, for example, or I mean, safety, for example, and everybody reaches their ceilings, my two lowest graded guys are still safeties. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of how I see it. It's, yeah. It, so. Uh, Good group, but just not it's not good enough to be that that B minus B range. Now the good news yep. is this I'm a lot more confident these guys are gonna get to their ceilings as long as Chris O'Leary is here because I still have major question marks about his recruiting, hence sure the C plus grade. <laughs> but I'm like, I'll I, I like here's the big thing for me. The difference between a Tabron Benny Powell and a Ramon Henderson, like if Tabron Benny Powell had Ramon Henderson uh, uh, or well, I'll say that this way: If Kennedy or Lacker or Tabron Benny Powell were could put him in Ramon Henderson's body, they're top hundred players. If if Kennedy had Ramon's length and height and speed, if Tabron was as athletic and as, as Ramon, because he's kind of similar in size as Ramon, maybe Ramon's a tad longer, but Tabron's over six feet tall, one hundred eighty five pounds. But if he can move like Ramon did, he's a top hundred football player because these kids are football players. That's one thing I do like about them, Ryan. They're yeah. just not, you know, Kennedy's a little small. I don't know that he can cover because he just rarely does it in high school. Tabron is a really good football player, plays against really good competition, but I'm just, I've seen him in person at a workout. I watched the film and I'm just, does it really project to Notre Dame or yeah. should he be more of a Purdue guy? That's the question mark. But I do know yeah. this, you've got a guy that has shown he can he can get the most out of a lot of different players at his position. Sure. And that gives me some confidence that they'll that they'll at least play to that C plus level. Because here's the deal, Ryan. If the if the linebackers, corners, and and D line, those guys pan out, then your safeties are going to be just fine. Yeah. Because they can I clean up there. a lot of stuff. I agree. I, I think for me, one, 
I think Tabron Benny Powell took a big step as a senior. It was a lot better than junior film. I, guys, we talked about this when it happened, so like we don't have to rehash too much, but I didn't understand that take when it happens. I did not understand it. I understand it a lot more now because I saw him as a senior and I'm like, okay, showed some good instincts. He looked a little bit more fluid than I thought he was. Like, cool. We can get, I can at least understand. And we actually saw him playing safety. Yes, exactly. Because he'd been like basically an edge rusher. I I, I was, I was, I was just terrified because I remember seeing him at, at, you know, an outside linebacker role, like a Rover. And I'm just like, he doesn't look too comfortable that close to the line of scrimmage. Is he going to be super comfortable playing in space, more space? And he actually did. It was kind of a weird little little vantage point, but yeah, yeah, he he's comfortable at the safety position for whatever reason. I thought he took a nice jump. Bronte Johnson is the wild card of the group, obviously, because he could be a superstar. I think potentially the entire defensive class, in my opinion, Ryan, he he may be, he very much because he is what you haven't had enough of at Notre Dame is that true center fielder that can make plays from depth. Like they can rangy and, and be able to flip his hips and work, you know, middle of the field to hash middle of the field to sideline. Like you just haven't had that type of dude consistently. And he could be that guy. Yeah. He needs a little projection, but I'm looking at his traits. And I'm just like, dude, that guy's long and can run. Like, there's there's a lot that you could work with there. Kennedy was my biggest disappointment this year in defensive recruiting. It really was. I watched him as a junior, and I'm like, okay, I get it. I understand it, right? I understood it from the jump, and I just wanted a jump as a senior, and yeah. I just didn't see it's it, the man. Same like, I just yeah. he he did yeah. His his stats were like eerily similar. He had one interception and one pass breakup as a senior. I'm just like. Where's the ball production, man? I yeah. don't think you're a bad athlete. I think you're a good athlete. I think you're super physical. Where's the production, man? Like yeah. it just didn't come as a senior. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have optimistic hope for him developing the next level, but just didn't take let, a huge let, step. Let as me a say senior. this about Kennedy, Ryan. Yeah. I have him I have him ranked higher than you do, and we're gonna get into that here when we get into the rankings. But you, you and I are kind of similar this way. If I'm convicted about something, I'll debate it, I'll argue with you. Like I used to argue about people with Benjamin Morrison uh, all the time, all the time. With Kennedy, I have him higher, but I argue with no one when it comes with the people who don't think what I think about him because yeah. I see it. I see the concerns. I see the question marks. So I get that. And I have my reasons why I have him where I have him. I think he can run. I think he's physical. I think he can absolutely carve physical. out a really good niche. But the reason that I would say if I'm if I'll say this, if I'm gonna miss on a guy and you say who's the one guy you think you're you think you might miss on on defense, he'd be it because I just have never seen him really cover. I'm I my 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 ranking of him is 100 percent pure projection about how I think he can cover based on his athletic tools because I hardly ever see him do it on film. <laughs> yeah. Just Got to be honest about that, which is troubling because he plays from depth a decent amount, right? Like you right. see him range from like the depth a lot, and yet he doesn't make a ton of plays in the right. passing game. It's just very right. strange, very strange. It's a concern. So that's going to yes. do it for our grades. We're going to go to our rankings next, and there might be some news coming out here pretty soon that we'll we'll kind of get to here in a little bit. But uh, before we do, folks, do us a favor: hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, and share this podcast. And if you have not already done so, go to boards.archbreakdown.com and sign up. I promise you all. You will love what we have to do. Give it to yourself as a Christmas present. Give it to a loved one as a Christmas present. Whatever you want to do, just we would love for you to be part of that community. And I think you will love being part of that community.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.